welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. I am going to welcome up a great teacher in the house. He's also a stand-up comedian in his spare time. Um, and you're going to be so blessed this morning. So let's welcome Robin. Awesome, church. God gave me this word weeks ago. I'll tell you a wee bit of a background. It's called What's in a Name. It's What's in a Name. I'll tell you just quickly behind the background because I know you are all thinking, I wish you would hurry up so I can get out the back and get the barbecue on. And that's fine. You might listen to the whole thing and maybe only get one word. But understand this, folks. Worship team, that was awesome today. Where's David? That was so good. So, so good today. So, so good today. Just led us into the presence of God so well that we all carry with us. Um, This is the whole package, what you see right now. So because I know a little bit about the word, um, I'm opening myself wide open here. over the years, Carl has bought me an obscene amount of aftershaves, and it must cost a fortune. And every Sunday, I would sit and wait to see what one I would put on. And today, I went to put one on, and it was eternity for men. Because God says that I'm eternal. Right? And you still go, what are you going with this one? This is the wee changes we can make in our thinking that brings God in our lives. Who, you should know me well enough, what is the color of royalty in the Bible? Purple. Now we can try and make our relationship with Father difficult, but it's taken his word, which is his character, which is his will, into our lives and not do anything with it. You ever try to drive a car when you're in the driveway? You have the potential of going anywhere you want, but until you start that car up, assuming you've got a driving license, by the way, put it into gear or into drive, you're not going to, we apply that word. So this word today is called, what's in a name? Chris, the first wee scripture here today. And just be blessed, church. We're so, so blessed, so blessed. So, so blessed in God. Anybody heard of the name Dale Carnegie? You ever heard of Carnegie, Carnegie, Dale Carnegie? Dale Carnegie, the book that he wrote, very, very famous book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think Pastor Carm was talking about it at the prayer meeting. If you haven't got it, it's free now. It's over 100 years old, so I think you can actually download it. It breaks it up into chapters. Absolutely superb book. It would be along the genre of self-help. But he wrote this book broke it down into these chapters, and one of the best pieces of the book is the biography at the end of how he started his whole thing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But basically what he said was, remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Whenever you, we used to get, I'm old enough to remember, you used to develop, get photographs developed. Whenever you sat with a pile of photographs, Let's be honest, who was it you were looking for in the photographs? Yourselves. Yourselves, right? So whenever someone, if you ever walked along the street, happens to me quite regularly, and someone walks up and goes, oh, Robin, how are you? And you're standing there going, I haven't got a clue what your name is. 
and they've disarmed you. They've totally disarmed you. Because they haven't, I've told the stewards, and will continue to tell the stewards in total, totally sincerely, if the preaching isn't that good, if you genuinely value those people coming through that door by remembering their name and their family's name, they will come back just because you valued them. The value of a name. We can go down and we can look at things where the meanings of names. So I'm going to get down through this here. If you don't know the meaning of your name, look it up. And if it's like if it's like mine, don't get too distressed if it doesn't seem to mean anything. But there are some awesome, awesome names. When the Holy Spirit led me in this message, it was basically about we are the only created being made in God's image and likeness. Is that right? But not only that, perfect love, the love of God, which is unconditional love. I rounded up. In one word, choice. We are the only created being made in God's image and likeness that have a choice to choose. Right? And we're the only created being that have the choice of how to form our words and actually declare or say something. The fight of faith is usually lost one inch below your nose, your mouth. Right? So then I went on and I thought about names. This is one thing as me, as a husband, just as an individual, I have trained myself to do. And I'll always do it for a while while I was training myself to do it. I had to correct myself if I was in, if I was in company. I would correct myself there and then. But now I don't need to do it as much. And I will never call my wife her or she. I call her by her name. And because I know what Carl's name means, it means joy, song of joy. And even though sometimes she might wake up in the morning beside me, and the picture might not be a song of joy. In the spiritual realm, it's a song of joy. Right? I'm going into the not I'm going into the spiritual realm. So all the time I have that song of joy. Molly, when we were trying to have Molly, our 10-year-old now, and a few wee things happened. You need to know the details, talk to Carl. And Molly eventually got here, and her name is Longford Child, because she's a Longford Child. I've already spoken to Stephen here. Stephen's name means crown. So see, even if he wakes up in the morning and there's, you wake up and your day is talking to you as soon as you come conscious, Stephen wears a crown because God Almighty has crowned him in God's eyes through Christ Jesus. Chris, Chris's name means Christ bearer. In fact, Chris and Michaela's household is a whole package because Chris's name means Christ bearer and Michaela's name is the feminine version of like God. It's a whole package there. You can't get it. Or Selena. Right, sweetheart? You know what your name means? Moon. Yeah, moon. But 
right? If we look at it from God's point of view, right, you're a light in the darkness. Because when God created the earth, he put the sun during the day and he put the moon at night to light the darkness. You renew your mind. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to lead people out of the darkness. Because God is not a fool. God knows exactly what he's doing. And all right, I can sit down and look at mine. I've told you this time and time again, short for Robert. Like, where do you go from that? But what can I do? I can go into my Father. I can go into my Father's Word. And I can find out what He says about me. And I have that choice. And that is my name. This world is only the second person that will try to put a label on you. It will try to put a label on you. It will try to crush you down. It will try to mold you into what everyone else is doing. You won't be an individual. But God doesn't. And I'll show you the scriptures now. God doesn't give you a label. God gives you a title and a destiny in him. Where do you think the most, the most criticism comes from in an individual. Thank you. You. Because you're with yourself all the time. And we're constantly regurgitating past failures or things that we've done or something that's happened or somebody said something. Do you remember that when we were younger, the old saying, sticks and stones may break your bones, but names will never hurt me? Yes, they will. If you take them on, you will take the identity of that name. And if you take the identity of that name very, very quickly, that will, you will become what that name is. It is a label. And it becomes a stronghold, and then it controls your life in that area. And remember, I'm throwing this in for free. I've said it before. See, failure. The only people that fail are the people that try. And see, if you don't fail, you've never tried. And failure, failure is a moment in time. It's not an individual. They're also stepping steps, stepping, stepping stones to success. If we fail, we learn. Or if we fail, does it crush us? Anyway, I promise that we can keep you as long. We're going to go into these rooms. I, a few years know my occupation. There was one gentleman I used to serve, and his name was, I love him, England Roberts. England. And I'm from Northern Ireland. England. You said that awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then there was another gentleman, and hopefully now he's went on to glory. Father, his name was Suffering. So he woke up suffering. I don't even know where that went through. I don't even know where that was. But all I'm saying is, is that you might look up a name or something like this or somebody says something or something like that there. What are you telling you? Because see through Father, through Father's eyes and Father's heart, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are the head and not the tail. You are above only and not beneath. You are blessed when you go in, blessed when you go out, blessed in the city. 
Oh, there's just so many promises of Father. And when you take that on board, when you start looking into the spiritual realm, because that's where God is, and start applying that to your life, it falls into place. And it's not a, a big-headed sort of like, this is it. It's not. It's true humility. Because you have died and you've like let Christ live in you as an individual. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. When you take the Word of God and renew it to the, intent, to the extent that you, it's part of your character, you as an individual have made the choice to make the Word flesh in your life. And everywhere you go, you will carry that with us. The Word is Him. The Word is His will. The Word is His character. The Word is His presence. Presence. You carry it with you everywhere you go. That first scripture, Chris, please. Watch you see what happened here to Abraham. You said, I don't know this anyway. When Abram, remember Abram, we all know it, was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. God changed Abram's name. And it goes on there because he changed Sarah's as well. The mother of all living. So, Picture this, Abraham's down looking after the sheep. Sarah has maybe got the dinner on. And in the natural, he's going, I'm, I'm too old to have kids. I can't do this. Then God changes his name and give him a promise. And Sarah's shouting, Abraham, your dinner's ready. What is he here? He hears father of many nations. And like so and, and likewise with Sarah, whenever Abraham's calling her, it's going to be mother of many nations. God changed his identity and his destiny and our destiny by changing his name. He moved it in that way. God is so good. Oh, so so good. So what label? Have you put in yourself? Because it is a label. If it's in the carnal realm, if it's in the natural realm, it's a label. But God has in his word, and only you can choose to spend that time and take that word and meditate on that word because it comes part of you. And then all you hear is one of the greatest things that I hear and they crucified Christ because of it. His father. He's your father. Do you actually talk to God as your father? He's God Almighty. But through Christ, he redeemed us, sanctified us, translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And we are children of the Most High God. And he kept nothing from us but if you don't know who you are and what you have, the enemy can steal it every single time.
be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm still benefiting 20-something years after I pass my driving test. And I know I keep referring this all the time, anytime I get to speak, but it was mind-blowing to try and get your feet and your hands and your head to paddle accelerators and clutches and look over your shoulder and check this and indicators and doing everything when you first started. You kept thinking to yourself, there's just no way I can do this. But you persevered, persevered, persevered with that knowledge and then thankfully passed your test. I think that's the most nerve-wracking bit. When you passed your test, you're sitting in a car on your own for the first time. But then the world's your oyster. And to this day, I am still benefiting from beating myself up in my, in, my, in my heart, saying, you're not going to get this, you can't do this, you can't do this. The person that thinks they can or they can't is right, right on both sides. That'll just dwell in you a wee minute there. So I'm still benefiting from that, that label that it was trying to put it on me. But it didn't really, ha it didn't happen. Next scripture, Chris, my boy. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth, for you have magnified your word above all your name. The word, the word, the word. It seems so simple, but sometimes we can make it difficult for ourselves. And it's not only even us, and I've quoted it before, evil communications corrupt good manners. You need to take authority over words, labels, or anything. Even things that you watch, even things that you read, before you actually go down to it, you need to just check yourself. Is this going to make me a better version of myself after I've read this? Watch this. Names. And what has God said about us? Next scripture, Chris, please. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I am come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Awesome scripture, Chris. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Now, I'm not going to do all the work for you. You can do this yourself. You can go in to your concordance and find out all the names of God. And that's what he is to you as an individual. But what God's saying is, what do you need right now? What is the biggest need in your life right now? If, he, if you need saved, he's your salvation. If you need, if you have a need finance, he is your supply. He is your peace. He is your healer. His name in your heart and in your tongue is your get-out-of-jail clause. And if you're at a point at this minute in time where you need that and you haven't just grown in that area, come and see, go and talk to someone that has. Because two are better than one when one falls down. The one can pick them up. 
So do you see his name? We have his name. He has everything for us. He saved us, redeemed us, set us on a rock, set us free, and give us everything that leads to life and godliness. But it's all about knowing him through his name and through his word. There's a wee caption here, and some of the guys will know my, one of my, and I love the mind, I love reading about the mind. There's a wee caption in the book. There's a book here, and it talks about self-talk. He's understanding what we're communicating here. He's just polite. The name. The name, the name, the name. There are, I didn't want to go down the road of movie stars and this, but we all know people who have basically changed their name because it's been better for them. You know, use your age now, you probably don't remember. Um, I'm old enough to remember Saturday afternoons when you had Dickie Davis on the World of Sport and you had, Pastor Hillary must have watched wrestling, David. And my dad was going ballistic at the TV screen and you only had three channels, this is getting worse. And he's sitting, go, go on, and he was getting worse and I'm sitting looking at my dad and you had all the famous uh, wrestlers and all this here. And uh, one of the greatest wrestlers was Big Daddy. Who remembers Big Daddy? Giant Haystacks. My goodness, there is plenty of you here. Tell me, somebody shout out what Big Daddy's first name was. Shirley Crabtree. <laughs> Shirley Crabtree. Uh, John Wayne's name, I think, was Marion. Right? And there's people you can think of. But they basically, as soon as they've got somewhere, as in for their career, have basically sat down with their agent or somebody and basically went, right, we can't have you up there. You cannot be a famous star and go have your picture plastered worldwide and have a name like this. So they have changed. Look, 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 at in the natural realm, they have changed their name because behind that name is a character. Behind that name, it means something. What do you think when you hear the name Windsor? Royalty, the queen. What do you think when you hear the name... Hitler, there's a personality, there's a force, there's an evil force behind that name. And then you hear, if you understand, the name Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, and your Father God. Your Father God. I want to just to get this way, I'm going to show you the book because it's just me. This is, I was just reading this today, and it's so good, it's in the natural. Master your self-talk. You know that little guy or gal in the back of your head that never shuts up? Well, as you probably know, that fella's not always encouraging. Often she or he tells you not-so-nice things like, you're an embarrassment, you can't do this, it's too hard, what will people think of you, and so on. We talk to ourselves at the rate of between 800 to 1,500 words a minute. Has anybody counted them? And so, needless to say, your self-talk directly affects your mood. Learn to flip the detrimental power of negative self-talk on its head making it one of the most effective techniques for saying, staying mentally and emotionally resilient.
It all comes down to whether you let your inner voice break you down and want and want to quit or build yourself up and encourage you to push on in a nutshell. We can't blame anyone. We have to take responsibility for us. God asks us to do that. You are responsible for you. I'm responsible for me. And we have that responsibility. Is the voice in your head your greatest critic or your greatest counsellor? What is that name? But that's a natural book. That's totally in the natural in the corner realm and it works. But we're not alone. We have the third part of the Godhead living inside of us. We are the temple of the Most High God. We have the Holy Spirit who is here to teach us and guide us in all truth. He is your helper in your time of need. And he will always, 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 excuse me, <coughs> point you back to Jesus. He is the word. You are what God says you are to the point that you literally just walk it out. You literally walk it out. And it doesn't surprise me at all. And I'm, going to, I'm not going to embarrass him because it's the truth. Whenever I looked up Chris, Chris's name at the back and said, Christ, Burr, how, how does that fit? Doesn't it fit? It just doesn't surprise me at all. I need to spend some time with Father and say, how does short for Robin mean anything? But it doesn't matter. I've got his word. I've got his title. I have a destiny in him. So it doesn't matter at all what this, but understand we are responsible, totally responsible for what happens in our individual lives. Chris, can you put up that last scripture in Psalms? I want to just, I'm going to finish now. I'm short, sharp and sweet. Um, and uh, I hope you come back. I'll be here, it doesn't matter. I just want to give you something. It's not like homework, but this scripture came to me the other day and I have been meditating on this for weeks and it's just the mother load. And when I looked it up, and you can look up the meaning of it and the meaning of it's superb. Um, Psalm 138, Chris, right there. Listen to this. Just linger on this here. If nothing else today, thought Robin looked well in his white shirt. Don't know what he's talking about. Think about this. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. And when you go in and open that up, it's just awesome. And you know the key of the Word of God? Not only to renew your mind, renews you. My Molly, I'm just saying, this is my fault. My Molly loves 80s music to such the extent that Gloria Gaynor lives in our living room. And that was the 70s. I will survive. Oh. And she goes, Dad, why couldn't I have been born in the 80s? Discos, and she's always dancing around the house. But I was watching her the other day as she was dancing. No, it wasn't. I was dancing with her. Catch yourself on. The living room was in fire, I tell you. I remember those days. And um, 
and I, and I needed Carol to rub my legs after it finished. Molly had only been listening to these these for maybe a couple of weeks. BGs and Chloe again and Rick Ashley, please God Almighty. Never gonna give you up. I'm gonna throw them out the window of the car. She literally knew every single lyric of the song. And my spirit and me, God was saying, Rob, because God talks to me as Rob, okay? I know him that well. Thank you, Father. And it wasn't a booming voice. I am the Lord your God. No, it was just Rob. But what happened was he was saying, effortless change. Once you set your heart to spend that time with Father, and you use that word, and you just speak that word, and keep speaking that word, when a situation or circumstance dares, and I mean dares, to poke its head up in your life, right? Mom, I don't know what that postman's doing, but he's shouting at the rain again, and he's talking to his knees. I am telling you right now, we are a peculiar people. I am telling you right now, God was saying, look, Molly had only been listening to this word perfect, Word perfect, she knew the lyrics of the song. How much more as us as an individual, given full access, now that's if you're saved, if you're not saved here today, come and see us. Father wants to adopt you, and you're not here by accident at this day and at this time. And all are welcome. Nobody disqualifies. Imagine what happens when that situation, the first thing out of your mouth is not doubt and unbelief. The first thing out of, your word, out of your mouth is the spoken word of God. And it's not spoken in a way, I hope so. It's a command. And it is an instruction that you have all authority over. Have you noticed the Holy Spirit kicking in here? That there is how you walk the word in your daily life. And if you still have your stabilizers on, some of us have lost ours, thank God. And we're a wee bit further along than you. We're not better than you. There's no one better than you. We're all equal in the eyes of God. There's just some people are a wee bit more experienced because they've chose to set some time aside, take what God says, know who, the, who God is in them, and know who they are in God, so they become like Teflon, where nothing sticks, because no labels can stick to anything, because only you have your title, and you have your destiny in God. So you have an opportunity today, folks. The word says, and if you hear God's word and don't understand it and leave that place, the fowls of the air can come and steal that word. So it's totally up to you. God has put us before death and life, blessing and cursing, give you the answer. It says, choose life that you and your descendants may. He give you the choice. So it's up to us to choose. And he loves us. doesn't disqualify any of us. He loves us all so dearly. But see that scripture there that we just had up? He will perfect three weeks. This has been going now. 
Now, you can take as much as the Word of God as you want. I've heard Andrew Womack, I've said it before. Andrew Womack, awesome teacher, who's meditating on one scripture for a year and a half. And he just keeps giving and giving and giving. God will perfect that which concerneth you. You any concerns? Any concerns? Hand it over to Father. And you know the key? This is the key of walking by faith. Don't take it back. It's not yours any longer. You ever seen a child that's not tall enough trying to open a door? And their wee heart wants to open the door and open the door, and he's just not tall enough. They're just not tall enough or strong enough just to get that door open or tie their lace or something. Then all of a sudden, here comes Dad and just... And then they just can get through. No matter how much you want to, don't take it back. Speak that word and let God. And you might need some help. You might need some encouragement because Satan is a bully. And what he'll do is he'll bring these wee things against you to try and dig the word right out of your heart. It's not us he's interested in, it's the word. Because you're detrimental to his kingdom. Once that word becomes part of you and part of your character and you walk it out, you affect his kingdom. His kingdom gets smaller because everywhere you go, you're literally walking and breathing and sharing not only the love of God, but you're extending God's kingdom in you. So don't take it back. Hand it over. Why every time whenever we declare something or speak something, do we, do we automatically go into the sight realm or the flesh realm? And if it doesn't measure up to what the word we've spoken has just been decreed, we automatically go... We do not measure what we see. We walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight. And the funny thing about it is, see whenever you get that tenacious in it, be on your guard because the next thing that happens is other people will come along and maybe notice this issue and go, what about this here? And you'll go, blah, 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 blah. And you will agree with what they just said, and you've just dug up the seed that you just planted. So, you can be totally brutally honest. Did you get anything out of this today? You know, and everybody nods. You know, isn't it a good thing that in the Bible Jesus spoke? You know, we're rounded off of that. How would you communicate if we couldn't speak? You know, nothing would happen. Use God's kind of faith, folks. Speak it out declare it, see what happens and just thank you so much, enjoy your day Chris is going to put on some music in the background this altar is now open, if you're not saved today come and see someone God loves you unconditionally and he wants you part of the kingdom but it's your choice, he loves you, he always will love you but you need to come and you need to talk to someone and we will be our pleasure to lead you into God's kingdom, God's family if you have any needs today at all in your life, come up. And these people who are coming here, Tanya and um, 
Chris is coming up for the men. I'm here, any needs at all. Just come up and we will agree with you. That will be it done. And the next thing will be testimonies in the coming weeks. Have an awesome day, folks. And just one clue, just before we finish, and this is just an important piece of information. See when you're barbecuing today? It's hot enough when your hand is four inches above the griddle. Put your meat on then. I watched how to barbecue meat. See a tin of Coke? If you can hold your hand four inches above the barbecue and it doesn't burn, that's the perfect time to put the meat on. Have a brilliant day. Have a brilliant week. We love you. Be blessed. Oh, there we are. Just when I saw that scripture, the Lord will perfect that which concerns you. The Lord gave me this when I was in hospital. Only one time, I'd broken my leg. And it was this right leg, it was broken in two places. And it was a very, very bad fracture. I'd actually gone ice skating when the ice door was open. And uh, so I fell and broke my leg there. Anyway, I was taken to hospital and they said it was an unstable fracture and didn't know really how they could work with it because I had a fracture in my, the front of the leg here and then the other bone of the here was broken too. So they couldn't put it, needed to go in traction, they couldn't put it in traction because they needed the other bone to heal. You know the way bones, they place them together and the bones heal themselves. But anyway, I was in hospital there for 10 days, I think it was. They wouldn't let me out of bed because they hadn't really fixed this. They'd put it in a sort of plaster, but it was temporary. And I was just seeking God one day. I said, Lord, I, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, because we're going to, I know I'm going to be well again. He gave me that scripture. The Lord will perfect that which concerns you. And I said, Lord, thank you. I am healed already. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, they took me down, back down to theatre soon, next day maybe, and uh, re reset everything. So I'm here today, and the Lord knew that too. <laughs> That's why I can dance. I can dance, and this leg is strong and stronger even than the other leg. For when those bones heal, they, when they heal, they form a bone right round for that healing. And... It makes them stronger. It makes those bones stronger. <laughs> so I could, I could walk. Well, it was it was um, five, six months in plaster, really. But after that, when the bones were really healed and the plaster was off, walking sticks were away. I was able to walk, and every day I got strengthened. And you can see. And I love to dance. I don't know if I can really dance the way I used to dance now, but I, I can dance. So I'm just saying that that alerted me this morning. I hadn't thought of that for a while, but that's the, that was a scripture. So trust God, and he will meet every need. It's true. Just basically means that God's going to work it out. But that doesn't mean that we sit on our backside. We have to work with God. Draw an eye to God and you'll draw an eye to you. Have a brilliant day. Pastor Hillary thought, right, this is it now. I can just relax now, ministry. But now apparently she's out on tour. So don't forget, I don't understand. 
Pastor Karen becomes pastor. Next minute, Mum's going, I think I'll just sit in the garden, have a nice wee. No, Mum, now you're going up. And she's going up the kingdom harvest to run around, like a wee young thing that she is, and have a Jericho march. So if you actually read the story, when they did the Jericho march, the walls came tumbling down. So Brian and Karen are going to need an old church because there won't be any walls. So at the end of the day, follow Hillary on tour. Probably be on iPlayer or something soon here. Have a brilliant day, folks. There are people here. This is not a push. You need to come to the front because you're lingering. And I know you're lingering. And this is the time where I have to be confident enough in God. This is me walking in the spirit. There are people with issues and the little voice in their head is saying, ah, it's all right, just don't. We're not condemning you. Understand here, God loves you and we love you. How can we help? That's all it is. No arm up the back, but we do know where you live. Have a brilliant day. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.